You are listening to the Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators Podcast with President and Founder Elizabeth Inman and co-host Kim Spence-Mullen. This podcast provides a variety of topics that affect you as a federal employee. Our mission at Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators is to get to know you and understand your needs, wants, and long-term goals. Now, let's join Elizabeth and Kim. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators podcast. And we are so grateful for the time that you spend with us. And I tell you what, we love to hear from you, too. We love it when you happen to see Elizabeth and you are able to tell her that you've been listening to the podcast. That is so much fun, Elizabeth, when we hear from our friends. Oh, gosh, it is. I've been traveling, you know, the countryside these last several months, and I don't think I've been anywhere that somebody somewhere hasn't said something about the podcast. Love it. I love it. Yes, me too. Well, and you know, if you ever have a question, or a topic maybe that you would like for us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. I mean, that's part of what this is about. You know, we like to share information, but we also like to know if there's something that you're really interested in, a topic that has to do with the federal employee benefits, then we'd love to hear from you. So don't hesitate to call or email and go to the website at febcnow.com. That's our website, febcnow.com. The toll-free number is 833-693-3388. There is so much happening in the world. I mean, have I ever not said that? I don't <laughs> I don't think I haven't ever not said that, but there is so much happening in the world of federal employees right now. Lots of changes, lots of things that um when things like that happen, we know how change is always um, an area that for a lot of people it's uncomfortable, Elizabeth. That's right. That's for sure. And you're exactly right. I mean, I'm going on close to 40 years association with the federal <laughs> government, counting my first career there, and then the many years I've been doing federal employee benefit coordinators. So, uh, really and truly, I went through several restructures, I've helped people through RIFs reduction in forces <clears throat> and I don't I don't don't really believe there's been any of those times that compares to the changes that's going on in the federal environment here in the United States of America right now. Wow. Well, let's dive in and, um, you know, you were going to talk about, last time we mentioned some of the changes that were coming up and having to do with different benefits. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about that. Yeah, I'm going to kind of deviate a little bit from anything I've ever done in the 12 years since I've been doing this. I'm going to talk about Medicare open enrollment. I've not ever done that before because, quite frankly, federal employees retiring from a full career Mm -hmm. with their federal employees health benefit plan that along with medicare a and b Mm -hmm. was just doggone good coverage for most people now there's pockets of exceptions to that occasionally out there but as we've talked at length in earlier podcasts kim there is something called postal reform And I understand that most people, when they even hear that term, they think, oh, that's just post office. It's not going to affect us as Social Security workers or IRS workers or FAA or VA. And I just beg the differ. Um, 
it's such a sweeping change to the federal employee health benefit plan in and of itself that it is going to impact. And so starting with this podcast, Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about 2022 Medicare open enrollment. There's a, there is a difference. Our federal folks, postal folks are used to hearing open season when they can make changes to their federal employee health benefit plan. But Medicare has open enrollment. This year, it's running from October the 15th to the December the 7th. So that means by the time you hear this podcast, we're already in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. But when postal reform kicks in and postal employees have their own postal service health benefit plan, it is still under the umbrella of the federal employees health benefit plans, but it's different. Okay. And it is going to create a separate risk pool for the insured. And until they have that up and running for a few years, we're not going to know the true impact. So starts January 1st of 2025. So mm-hmm. we've got a couple years. But we need to start getting all federal, all postal employees geared to listening to the changes in Medicare. You know, Medicare affects us anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Without postal reform, Medicare affects us once we reach 65. But now that postal reform has passed, it's going to affect us even more in the, in the terms of how the premiums are for our federal plans, whether it's a federal employee health benefit plan or it's a postal service health benefit plan. It's going to affect people in general with premiums and payouts that happens through Medicare, whether it's Medicare A, B, whether it's D, whether it's a Medigap plan, which we call a Medicare supplement, or potentially the Advantage plans. It's going to impact that because Mm -hmm. it's changing the risk pool. And yes, they have actuaries and they've done estimates and they've run the statistics and they're saying there won't be a change. They even put some wording into the bill itself that said for the initial contract year, the premiums would be the same, the payouts would be the same. But nobody can predict exactly what's going to happen year two, three, four, five, Mm -hmm. that quite frankly is going to be smack dab in the middle of my federal retirement, Kim. Mm. And so I want to start educating our listeners to start paying attention to the things of Medicare. So I'm going to devote a whole podcast to this year's Medicare's open enrollment. Now, the next podcast, if you guys are listening and following along, I'll cover information on the the federal government's open season for health plans there is a big difference so one today's topic is going to be medicare the next topic will be federal employees health benefits i'm always going to be tying that into what you need to be thinking about looking for in the future once postal for reform goes into effect elizabeth i i like how you're talking about planning for um thinking about future and not being fearful of the future, but really being educated about what's getting ready to take place. And again, not that you know everything that's getting ready to happen, but it's the, it's the taking the time now to learn, 
to get educated. That's why that Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators exists. It is, of course, about helping our federal employee friends to really get to know the information where you've said it before. They're going to ask one of their friends. So if you're listening and you think, how am I going to get information on this? You might ask someone, but that's why we want to be considered a friend is because you can say, I'm going to turn on that podcast and see what they have to say about what's happening. That's right. That's right. And it's just so important. You know, I made the huge mistake of not being properly prepared for the day I retired. I, I admit it. It's a whole reason why. Uh, federal employee benefit coordinators exist. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had gone into retirement and had a strategic federal retirement plan in place that mm-hmm. I was going to execute, chances are this organization wouldn't exist. <laughs> it's because I didn't pre-plan. Yeah. It's because I didn't foresee some of the changes that impacted me. There was a huge change in federal benefits that took place um, when I retired. Mm-hmm. That ended up costing me because I did an early retirement, my health benefits. Mm. That's huge. Yes. Well, you know what? We're talking about health benefits here. We're talking about the number one fear all Americans have in retirement is, 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 am I going to have enough income to retire? Mm -hmm. So our premiums for these things like Medicare, federal employee health benefit plans is part of that. And then the number two fear is, what happens if a major health situation strikes during my retirement? Mm-hmm. How's that going to impact my retirement? And that's why having a good solid plan in place in advance, knowing what you're going to do is so important. Open, so important. open enrollment, you mentioned, that's not a term that's typically used with the um, postal employees. Or federal employees. Or federal employees. But you're exactly right. You know, it's a Medicare term, mm-hmm. and it's easy to confuse open enrollment with open season. Okay. Open season has to do with the health plans, but uh, Medicare's open enrollment <clears throat> is where they can... Um, review their existing plans if they're already covered under Medicare, and they can determine if there's any changes needed. Exactly like what we do with our federal health benefit plans. Mm -hmm. That is, during open season, we look at what changes are being made for the next year, and based on our needs, we can decide to move from Blue Cross Blue Shield to GHA or to the APW plan or any number of those other plans. Same thing with Medicare. During their open enrollment, you can review your coverage and determine whether or not you need to make changes, and you're allowed to make those changes this year, October 15th to the December the 7th. Okay. So this time around, though, in Medicare's open enrollment, more so than any time in the recent past, current events is really, really making an impact on Medicare decisions. So number one, it's the spike in inflation. I mean, who isn't affected by the spike of inflation? My husband went to the store the other day and he loves French vanilla creamer. Mm -hmm. And when he come home, he held up that little bottle of powdered French vanilla creamer and he said, this used to cost $1.98. It's now $4.92. Wow. I mean, he was just livid. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bacon. Yes. Oh, you know, my goodness. The bacon yeah. we used to, the package we bought was yeah. $8 for that package wow. a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it's $42 now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Or it would be if we still bought it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, your grocery cart that used to maybe if you spent a hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars for a cart full of groceries is at least three times that yeah, now. Yeah. So probably your cart's not as full uh-huh. as it once was. But That's right. oh yeah, it's a huge impact. Well, we already know the announcement's been made for an eight point seven percent cost of living adjustment. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the biggest one in any time recent for a cost of living adjustment. And then the premiums also for Medicare parts B and D was also announced. And there's actually some reductions in those. That's a good thing. That's a real good thing. But what I'm more interested in is the impact that the Inflation Reduction Act is gonna have on things like, you know, holding down the Medicare drug costs beginning next year. That's part of that plan. And so we're going to talk about some of those things and we want to, you know, help you know how better to help yourself once you've reached or you're approaching that age 65. So if you're still working for the federal government, like a lot of our listeners are, um, unless you're getting close to 65, this information, you know, you'll probably take it with a grain of salt. Once again, I'm planting the seed though, Mm -hmm. that if you fall in that category, you're not close to 65, you're still working. I'm just planting the seed that you've got to start paying attention. Mm -hmm. You cannot let this be what we've done in the past for so long. Retirees for the last 10 to 20 years has retired, built up all the way up to the year before they turned 65, most of them six months before, and quite frankly, what prompted them to even start paying attention to Medicare because they had such good health coverage through their federal retirement, mm-hmm. through the federal government. The only thing that caused them to even take note was the fact that their inbox is full of those little cards <laughs> on Medicare supplements trying to talk you into Advantage plans or or whatever mm-hmm, the advertisements mm-hmm. are. And then it's you get those in the mail and you go, oh, 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 this is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping that, you know, by doing a whole podcast on this, even though you're not near 65 yet, I'm planting that seed to please start listening because get ready for the roller coaster that's coming over the next 10 years. Mm. Just get ready. Wow. So, you know, we're just in changing times. People right now in Medicare that can currently make changes to their current medical or prescription coverage, you know, it's it's time to reevaluate whether or not they should that should stay in place for the next year, or maybe if there's a different plan that suits them. But there's really two types of Medicare pathways that people can take. So enrollees, they might choose the original Medicare, which happens to be Part A, and then Part B. Those combined, so part A being the hospital coverage, part B being medical doctors and medical expenses, that's considered original Medicare, along with a supplemental drug plan, that's Medicare part D. So that's one pathway that they can take. You know, the funny thing is, before I talk about the second pathway, most of us don't even know the definitions of these Mm. until once again, right up before our 65th birthday. 
I highly recommend if you're listening right now and you're thinking, why do I need to keep listening to this podcast? And we're about to run out of time, by the way. <laughs> um, it's because you need these definitions now. You need to understand what they are now. So that's one pathway that folks may take, and that's Medicare, original Medicare, parts A and B with a supplemental uh, drug coverage. That allows the, enroll, the enrollee to be treated by any healthcare provider who particip participates with Medicare across the United States, and it doesn't require referral to a specialist. So when you take that route, it exposes the patient to various deductibles and copays, and that can be extremely expensive. So a lot of the enrollees then cover those, the copays and deductibles, by purchasing a Medicare supplement. The formal term of that is Medigap insurance policy. That's what you get all the uh, advertisements for. But the other direction, the second pathway that en enrollees can choose is the Medicare Advantage plan. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend you be extremely educated about these Medicare Advantage plans. They're actually offered by private companies across the United States, private insurance companies across the United States. If that statement there doesn't speak volumes to you, then call my office. Mm -hmm. I'll have a private conversation with you mm -hmm. about Medicare Advantage plans. They serve a purpose. There are those that need them, but you need to be educated on exactly what a Medicare Advantage plan is. In some cases, they can be much less expensive than the traditional Medicare plus Medigap insurance and have less exposure to the steep bills from expensive procedures. And they can, they can also, I mean, this is how they really in is because they do offer additional coverages, you know, like the vision and dental coverage or a membership to a gym, those kind of things. But um, they also oftentimes don't have a network of providers. And if they really want to hold down the costs, it's, it's worked much like an HMO is. So, and, and then there's other things. I promise you, you need to understand fully what Medicare Advantage is. I recommend you get that education on your own. Do not talk to a Medicare Advantage salesman and think they're going to tell you the pros and cons. Um, just please don't think that. Mm. Once again, if you want to have a private conversation, call me. Okay. I'll visit with you about it. It's free to call me. Mm -hmm. And I don't sell Medicare, Kim. Okay. I don't care. I don't sell Medicare. I don't sell Advantage plans. I don't I don't sell Medicap gap plans. So uh, I'm here to educate my federal retirees about it. So anyway, the open open enrollment season is running and this is when you can move to or from traditional Medicare or to a private Medicare Advantage plan. You can make changes within your traditional Medicare, perhaps maybe change your Part D plans. Um, they actually have a formulary inside of um, the software that you can access online that any person can go in, take their prescription drugs that they take, enter them into the software when you, when you go to Medicare Part D, and then it'll tell you what, what medications they cover under what plans. It's a real cool software plan. So that's something that you can take advantage of. So it's not unusual for people in that 65 age range um, to have evolving prescription drug needs. I mean, my own mother, she it just it changes year to year, year to year. And my mom this year went to a local 
um, Medicare person that offered to voluntarily do the formulary comparisons for her, and it helped her tremendously. Awesome. Uh, was so very nice. pleased with the help that she got. So just, yeah. you know, inflation's impact are things you need to be aware of. You need to be aware of the Inflation Reduction Act and how that's Im impacting Medicare. It was signed into law August 16th, 2022, and it's a $750 billion Inflation Reduction Act. Postal service reform is moving postal employees into their own health benefit plan and requiring that they have to sign up for Medicare B, unlike what history has, has had for them. So changes, lots of changes, open enrollment going on now till December the 7th. If you've got questions about it, just give me a call. That is part of the whole postal service reform, as you've mentioned. And when you say that, Elizabeth, about the idea that all federal employees can be affected, that it's not just postal service employees. So we want everybody to be paying attention. Um, if you have a question, I love that, that um, as a reminder, it's free to talk to Elizabeth. Uh, this is, you know, and, it, and it's a one-on-one -on -one situation. So it's, it's talking about your specific needs and your specific situation. It's not a cookie cutter answer or a cookie cutter situation when she speaks with you. But the phone number is 833-693-3388. Whew, lots happening in the world of the Postal Service Reform. Thank you to our federal employee benefit coordinators for taking the time you know there's a great team that you have assembled Elizabeth I mean that's that's part of all of the team that is here for our listeners mm -hmm. and we want to remind you the whole purpose of all of this is looking at the long term that your retirement dreams really can come true thank you for joining us today at federal employee benefit coordinators we want to help you develop implement and monitor a strategy that's designed to address your individual situation. Call us at 833-693-3388 or on the web at febcnow.com.